Hey everyone and welcome back to a brand new episode of the 1001 Films Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Gardner. and Today I'm going to be doing a review of a horror film called The Boogeyman. Uh, it's a horror film based on a short story by Joe Hill, who is the son of Stephen King. Uh, and I'm going to give you my full thoughts right after the break. So one of the things that I like about uh, this film, and which is re- really a testament to the writer Joe Hill and by extension Stephen King, is that Hill and King both um, have this way of telling these dark stories with these creepy characters and creatures and monsters and these scary stories that really have a lot of heart to them. Um, and I really thought that this film... Uh, reflected that you know it has a very interesting story with uh, engaging characters there's an interesting father-daughter relationship Uh, it deals with the emotions of grief and loss and the death of a loved one Um, and like I said I think Joe Hill has obviously inherited um, his dad's knack for telling a horror story with um, true uh, human emotions attached to it, that it's not just about the scares. You know, um, Olive Hill and King's stories uh, have more meaning than just the surface scares, like I said. Um, and there's, uh, you know, in this film, there's a lot of themes of grief and loss, like I said, and regret and um, taking things for granted and having you know not saying words like having words left unsaid and the pain and the regret of um uh of that and um just feeling that kind of that undertone of unresolved problems um that kind of like uh atmospheric like emotion that you feel when you feel like something's wrong like this film uh, really leans into that in a in a really good way. Um, there's not an overabundance of jump scares or false flags, so there's a lot of things that um, horror movies do a lot nowadays that I really don't like. Is that um, you know someone will be walking down a hallway, it's dark, uh, there's like creepy music playing, and then uh, there will be like a loud bang and like a, a music sting, and then you think it's the monster, but it's just the cat jumping out from behind the dresser or something. That's what I call a false flag that it makes the movie makes you think that it's the monster or the creature or the boogeyman or whatever. Uh, but it then, it, and it elicits that scare out of you, but it's unearned because it's not the real monster. Um, and one of the things that, um, uh, you know, that does is that it tricks the audience and it, it kind of creates this sense of um, mistrust between the audience and the filmmaker uh, to where when that happens the next time, um, you're not really thinking like, oh, this could be the monster. You're thinking, oh, it's probably just the cat again. Like it puts that into the audience's brain. And I think... Um, you want the audience to always think that it's always going to be the monster for 
um, for a scary movie like this to work. And uh, a good thing that this film did is that it didn't have a lot of those false flags. Um, you know, it didn't result a resort to just the cheap jump scares. There are jump scares, but they are earned and they are with the monster. Um, so uh, I think that is something that this film did excellently. Uh, the creature design of the boogeyman is really cool and scary. Uh, and it's really enhanced by the fact that they don't show it or they don't linger on it. You know, our imagination um, fills in the gaps and um, it really... Uh, you know, this film understands that um, everyone is scared by something different. So everyone's imagination is going to uh, create something different in each audience member's mind that's going to scare them specifically. So uh, this is kind of a lesson that was accidentally learned from Jaws. Um, you know, they don't show the shark for the first hour of the movie because the shark didn't work. Uh, the mechanical shark kept breaking, so they just kind of had to do some fancy editing and, like, storytelling uh, and use other things to represent the shark uh, because the mechanical shark wasn't working. But what that really did was it created this sense of fear and tension and uh, imagination within the audience member's mind um, that... Uh, is more effective than if you would just show the rubber shark and you know uh, that that accidental lesson that was taught to filmmakers by Jaws has been has been uh, repeated and copied and kind of overdone um, in all horror movies is that when the best horror movies are the ones that show restraint and realize that uh, the dark and the unknown is scarier than a man in a rubber suit. Um, because the more you see the monster, the more you familiarize yourself with it, and the more you um, get comfortable with it, in a sense, as an audience member, and the less scared of it you are. So the the longer you take to show it, and... Uh, or the longer the filmmakers take to show it and the more restraint that they, that they have in showing the monster um, before the inevitable uh, epic final battle at the end of the movie between the main characters and the monster, the scarier the lead up is going to be and the more satisfying the ending is going to be. And I think this film did that perfectly uh, and did it really nicely. Um, you know, in this film, was a nice, modestly budget horror movie uh, with surprisingly a little more under the surface than you would normally expect from a movie called The Boogeyman. Um, you know, it's been out for a while. It's probably already on streaming, iTunes, Amazon, all of that. And it's definitely worth a watch. You know, watch it at night, turn off all the lights, turn the volume up, pop some popcorn, have some fun with your friends, and watch a, you know, a decent little scary movie um and just have some fun with it uh, so thank you guys so much uh for listening and don't forget to su subscribe for new episodes follow me on twitter at smg reviews and on my blog 1001filmblog.com thank you guys so much for listening and i will catch you next time